The NBA is back! Finally! After four months off, the league we all love so much is ready to restart in Orlando this week. Couldn't be more excited to be talking about actual basketball on this podcast. Also very excited to let y'all know that The Athletic is now offering 40% off an annual subscription if you go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Great way to support The Athletic. Great way to support no dunks because you're going to be getting exclusive in-depth coverage of the NBA's unprecedented bubble restart. Not only that, you're getting coverage about the WNBA restart. You're getting coverage about baseball's 60-game season. It's unprecedented times. These are unprecedented Seasons, And this is an unprecedented deal because you're getting all that writing, you're getting all that coverage, and you're also able to listen to every single podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network totally ad-free. What an incredible deal. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks so you can subscribe now and save 40% off an annual subscription. Sports are back. You don't want to miss breaking stories from your favorite teams and your favorite writers. So go to theathletic.com slash no dunks for 40% off an annual subscription. Forty-one days. That's how long the NBA's layoff will be from shutdown to tip-off in Orlando. The actual NBA season, the one that started back on October 22nd, lasted 140 days. After a mind-boggling 2020, it's totally normal to forget what happened those first few months. That's why No Dunks is here, to catch you up on 20 weeks of basketball after 20 weeks without basketball. Let's go back to October. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast, our very first real podcast for The Athletic. Ah, yes. October. Halloween decorations, pumpkin lattes, a simpler time. A time when the NBA wasn't tangled up in a quagmire of global proportions while making decisions that would have far-reaching economic and human rights consequences. Well... It started off... It started off with all this controversy with China, and I know there's uh, a lot more important things rather than basketball at stake here, but I, I just, I think it started the season off on the wrong foot. Right, 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 right. Ah, this season did start with a massive international snafu that began with a tweet. It's been a long year. It's been nine months. Nonetheless, October. An exciting time. The season was gearing up. The boys had just launched No Dunks on the Athletic. And it was all systems go, baby. Well... JD and I are up here in Toronto, waiting out, you know, the paperwork for our work visa. It could be three weeks, could be four weeks, it could be five weeks. <laughs> we could be here forever, baby. We are in exile. Down in Atlanta, in our new studio where they're already getting noise complaints. It's Tass and Trey today. How's it going down there, guys? Are we in trouble? We literally got a noise complaint. For talking. Ladies and gentlemen, the worst of the week. Couple honorable mentions this week. Noise complaints. Down here in the Atlanta studio, <laughs> got another. Oh my God. And I said, got another, just a little louder, just to make sure people know we're here. Next one, Immigration Services, another honorable mention. 
sure. Get Careful, it. Tassie. Please be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm legal. I'm legal. I know you are. Leave it at that, man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Tough start. Yep. The basketball, though. Oh, let's talk about the basketball. That was ready to rock. New faces in new places. And, oh, yeah, it was time for Zion Williamson. Well. Nolan's rookie forward, Zion Williamson. It's going to be sidelined up to two months. After undergoing surgery on his right knee on Monday, the Pelicans said Williamson was diagnosed with a torn lateral meniscus. How much does this suck? We were trying to stay optimistic yesterday when we knew he was going to miss a period of weeks. I'm pretty panicked. I got to be honest. Come on, man. Okay, this season hasn't started. It's already a disaster. The salary cap is falling apart. We're not together. Zion's hurt. Does anything good happen? I'm legit asking. I forget. Mm, I think so, but this is still the first act. True, true. So let's get into it. Here's everything you need to know about the Eastern Conference. We're starting in the East because that's where the games start every night. Those early starts are a lot of the reason anyone knows anything about the Hornets or Wizards. Plus... That's where the best team is. Yes, the reigning, defending, undisputed NBA champion of the world, the Raptors. Homer! Oh, okay, sure, that's true. <laughs> Skeets is definitely a homer. But we're talking about the Bucks. That's right. We are talking about the Bucks. Because even though the Bucks came into the season as an expected powerhouse, and even though Giannis is somehow better than when he won MVP, for a lot of the time, no one was talking about the Bucks. And then, all anyone could talk about was how no one was talking about the Bucks. I think we need to put a moratorium on the idea of, like, we're not talking about the Bucks anymore. Because everyone is talking about the Bucks, or at least every piece of NBA media I'm consuming in terms of either listening to it, watching it, or reading it, are talking about the Bucks. Yeah, this but is a leftover But everybody just keeps take. saying we're not talking about the Bucks, but we are. Just to set the record straight, the Bucks were the best team in the NBA this season. Even if they weren't the biggest story night in, night out, that's probably because people quickly got used to Milwaukee dominating. A few things set the Bucks apart this season. They ripped off a league-best 18-game win streak. Their 11.29 point differential would be fifth in NBA history, joining four all-time great championship winners in the top five. Their defense, number one all season long. Ooh, and they have Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo was spectacular in 2018-19, winning his first MVP and establishing the Bucks as a bona fide contender, but... After Milwaukee's postseason ended in disappointment, Giannis came back even better for 1920. The Greek Freak posted career highs in points and rebounds, and he leads the Bucks in assists, all while playing the fewest minutes of his career since his rookie year. He's once again the most dominant force in the league. He's going to win MVP. He should win MVP. And he might win Defensive Player of the Year. A bunch of assistant coaches just voted Giannis and Rudy Gobert as the best defenders in the league, with the two of them splitting the coaches' DPOY vote. But it's not just Giannis. Chris Middleton made his second consecutive All-Star game and is pretty close to the 50-40-90 club for the season. Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, they're both getting all-defense buzz. They just grabbed Marvin Marv Dog Williams at the trade deadline, picked him up as a buyout candidate. Everything is looking good in Milwaukee. Well, what yeah. does everybody think of the Cream City? <laughs> Worst one, easily. 
You're going to wear a shirt that says Cream City on it? Yes. People are like, oh, well, uh, actually, it's the color of the tiles used to build buildings in the 19th century. Guess who knows that? Nobody. Guess who, what people know Cream City as? It's going to be JD when he gets home after two months yeah. in Canada. Yeah, it is. The Bucks only went 10-3 and three in their Cream City jerseys. But they didn't have Giannis when they lost to the Suns while wearing them. So we can say 11 and 2. 11 and 2 sounds better than 10 and 3. One game better, in fact. Cream team, the new dream team. Cream it up! Meanwhile, in No Dunks, October 23rd, 2019. Help me, Task. You're my only hope. This one again from Judson, looking for some compost advice. <laughs> A very, very unique problem to have too many browns. <laughs> Quite often. In the composting world, yeah. people don't have enough browns. Now, browns, it's not, they're not just leaves. Oh, okay. It's, I was going to say, what are you talking about? What is that? It's shorthand for leaves, uh, hay, uh, straw, even oh, newspaper, oh, it, oh. things that are high in carbon. Basically, to make a compost degrade, to break down, you need browns and you need greens, which are usually comprised of mm. Food right. scraps. Okay. Uh, so it's it's a green browns. You're always <laughs> you're always balancing. So the Bucks have been the cream of the crop in the East. Who's chasing them? The defending champion Raptors task, the kind of team that makes you proud to be called a homer. Homer. See? Once Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers, it was hard to know exactly what to expect from Toronto. Yes, they always looked like a playoff team. You hear that, 3D? But there were a lot of questions after that. Is Siakam really a go-to guy? How much do the Vets have left? Can we really consider the Raptors a title contender? The answers, yes, a lot, definitely. After a breakout 2019 campaign, Spicy P put together his first All-Star season picking up the slack after Kawhi's departure while averaging a career-best 23.6 points per game. A groin injury slowed Siakam a little bit during December, but his blazing hot success early in the season even had myself a notorious, most improved hater, advocating for Siakam to go back-to-back with the MIPs. Man, more homers than a Sosa and Maguire run chase out of you, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, 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 Siakam's legit. If he's not Toronto's go-to guy, it's only because Toronto has a lot of guys they can go to. Kyle Lowry's still got it. He set the Raptors' career assist record and flopped in the fourth quarter of the All-Star game. Nothing <laughs> has changed for the Raptors' legendary leader. Marcus Saul, he's coming to Orlando skinnier, but still effective. Another one of Fred Van Vliet's bets on himself is about to pay off. Norm Powell has been Norm! Cap locks, exclamation mark, Norm again. Nick Nurse is throwing Chris Boucher and Terrence Davis and Matt Thomas out there, and it's working. Thanks to a bunch of adaptable veterans and a possible coach of the year who's willing to try anything, Toronto has been a top five defense all season. They put together a 15-game win streak. They've answered every question people had, and even some questions no one had, like, what about scarves? I put you on scarves. You know what we done here today, OG? But did I put you on scarves? You say you put me in the fashion, then we done today. What about we scarves? Done. But what about scarves? OG, I'm telling you, if you say it... But what about scarves? You put me in fashion, then I'm done. But what about scarves? I guess I'm done. But what about scarves? I guess I'm done. But what about scarves? What do you mean about scarves, OG? You saw me with my scarf. You're like, that scarf's fire. I'm going to get one too. And then you got one. And next time when I was wearing mine, 
you had one too. You act like you did it first, but I had the scarf first. Wait, OG, let me tell you something, yeah. okay? I've been in a scarf game 10 years now. You have it now. Yes. One. And two, OG, I don't dress, man. But you saw me with my scarf. OG, I don't dress, OG. I do art. I like my scarves a lot. And you copied that. Next thing you know, OG is showing up to a game with a Burberry scarf wrapped completely around his head, mummy style, while Serge strolls in wearing an Afghan your grandma knit. Then the raptor himself, the mascot, he shows up in a scarf. This was the biggest moment for scarves since Lenny Kravitz was seen in New York. Maybe don't replicate all of Lenny Kravitz's viral moments. Leave it at scarves. Skip the leather pants. Is that the Beantown Boys music? I, I see him. They're, they're coming up the hill. You, you can see the green hats from here. We must have been talking about the Eastern Conference for too long without mentioning the Celtics. The Beantown Boys are pissed. Kyrie is out and Kimba is in. That's where the tale of the Celtics begin. We lost our first game, but then we won 10. <laughs> Good vibes can go a long way. With the ill-fated Kyrie Irving era in the rearview mirror, Boston welcomed the incoming Kemba Walker. After a summer of building chemistry with the young C's on Team USA, the all-star point guard had the Celtics feeling lucky as the team strung together 10 straight wins after an opening night loss in Philly. Then they got unlucky. Gordon Hayward, looking good in the starting lineup after struggling last season, broke his hand. Nonetheless, the shorthanded Celtics played an early Game of the Year candidate, losing to the Clippers in overtime. Even in defeat, Boston established themselves as a team to take seriously again, largely thanks to some monster plays down the stretch by Jason Tatum. For your all-star picks, lead to Jalen. But no one chose Tatum, so you guys must hate him. <laughs> the Beantown boys never forget. But it's funny, the very act of being named an all-star made Tatum even more of an all-star, going from a 20-point-per-game borderline selection to a 30-point-per-game superstar, starting basically the night the selections were announced. It all culminated in another Game of the Year candidate against the Clippers, this time with Boston taking home the victory after 39 from Tatum. He had 41 a week later in a two-point loss to the Lakers, and we all look like idiots. As for Jalen Brown, he's having a career-best season too, joining Tatum and Walker to form the only trio in the league that all score at least 20 per game, and both of those young wings play defense. Boston's tough. They've got a versatile top five offense with upside. They've got a top five defense led by Marcus Smart and those wings. They're well coached. They've got a lot of players ready to take the last shot. Is that enough for you? You respect the Celtics, so now I can leave with my hat and my fan sign. You've just been cheated. <laughs> North End, Andy Moe, Dunkin' Donuts. Meanwhile... In No Dunks, November 13th, 2019. Hello, No Dunks crew. My name is Vlad. I am from Kaliningrad, Russia. I became a real fan of you a couple of years ago, and I improved my English thanks to you. And now I can listen to you not just watching. It's wonderful. The Sixers made a lot of headlines this season. Here's just a few. Philadelphia. Stay perfect at home, just like the Heat. Got the 97-92 victory over the Nuggets. But Embiid admitted after the win that he wasn't having as much fun this season and that it's affecting his play. Joel Embiid, he admitted after the game the losing streak was taking a toll 
on this team. Yeah. Matisse Thibel, who should have been a rising star. Yes. I agree. His agent, Eric Goodwin, submitted a statement to Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes complaining that he didn't make the team. Matisse plays to win. He does what his team needs of him. He's happy for every player that made the Rising Stars game. Liar. But I would be lying if I didn't say he was pretty disappointed. He's one of the league's top defenders and is amongst the league's leaders in steals and blocks from the guard position. Sad reminder that defense no longer has substance in the new NBA. Excellent complaint. Agree with everything. Yeah. The last line is a banger. Shame on the league's ass coaches. <laughs> Capital ass. Are you kidding me? They're the most disappointing team in the league, and there's been a lot of finger pointing, uh, both from you know outsiders and maybe even internally in that locker room. That were, you know you're, you're hearing whispers of like we're soft and Horford saying things and Embiid being frustrated. Who is to blame for this mess? Seems like one of those seasons where things keep going wrong and then it feels like maybe they'll get a little bit better and then things just keep going wrong and then it gets a little bit better and then it goes wrong. This season for the 76ers has seemed like a reality show at times, but in reality, it's not all bad. Embiid and Ben Simmons were both all-stars again. They went 29-2 at home this season, best in the league, and big boy Benny was reigning three. Well, one or two, he made a couple out there, but uh, it was great to see Benny finally hit a three. But it has been weird. Embiid has been up and down, going scoreless in a loss to the Raptors a month before dominating the Bucks in a win on Christmas Day, which came a month before a 1-for-11 stinker in a blowout loss to the Celtics. The fit alongside Simmons and new acquisition Al Horford has been awkward for a lot of the season. Embiid has missed 20 games, and sometimes the Sixers do look better without him. Simmons has missed 10 games, and sometimes the Sixers look better without him too. Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson are there some nights, gone the next. Philadelphia's 10 and 24 on the road. It's hard to know which team you're going to get. It's been a long season. Yeah, it has. We've done 250 plus shows in the playoffs, haven't even started yet. <laughs> it's been a long season for the Nets, too, and it started off with such promise. Kevin Durant was going to be out for the year, rehabbing his ruptured Achilles tendon, but at least he was a net. Kyrie Irving was too. No one was expecting a title contender this season, but Kenny Atkinson had helped make Brooklyn better than the sum of its parts while creating a team that stars wanted to join. And on the Nets opening night, the gap year looked scrumptious. Kyrie went for 50 while hitting a bunch of clutch shots before he literally fell short on a game-winning attempt after stumbling in the lane. The Nets weren't what they were going to be, but if Spencer Dinwiddie could figure out a way for people to buy into the Nets' future by purchasing Bitcoin, it seemed like a sensible bet. Is that how that works? No one knows. Mm, mm. A month later, we were hitting the panic button. Dropping their record to 4-6 and six after 10 games here. 4-6 and six for the Brooklyn Nets. Is it time to panic? A week later, Kyrie was out of the lineup, suffering from a shoulder impingement that would cost him 26 games. Dinwiddie assumed a starting role and played at a near all-star level to keep the Nets in a playoff position, as Brooklyn started looking a bit more like the cohesive unit that surprised people during the 18-19 season. Kyrie returned to the Nets in early January, hoping to help Brooklyn recover after a tough stretch in December. Things did not go exactly as planned. It's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order for us to be at that next level, and I'm going to continue to reiterate it. You know, we're going to do the best with the guys that we have within our locker room now. 
and you know we worry about all the other stuff in terms of moving pieces and everything else as an organization uh, down the line in summer. Despite a couple of huge games from Kyrie, the slide continued and the Nets couldn't seem to recapture the magic that brought KD and Kyrie to Brooklyn. Then, just like that, Kyrie's season was over. Just nine games into his return from injury, Irving went under the knife to fix the shoulder he'd hurt earlier in the year. The Nets would ultimately get just 20 games from their two superstar free agents. That wasn't the bottom though. Brooklyn struggled coming out of the All-Star break, and after a few bad losses, we asked another hard question. Are you like, yeah, this was like, what a bummer of a season, complete waste, or are you more like, whoa, whoa, just, what's it really matter? It's going to be a completely different team when KD's there. Let's not overreact. Where do you sort of fall in this with the Nets' weird season? That wasn't the bottom either, because a couple weeks later, the Nets and coach Kenny Atkinson, quote, mutually agreed to part ways after a tense team meeting where it was reported that some Nets players mutually agreed they were tired of Atkinson, and Atkinson mutually agreed he was tired of them. In less than a year, the coach who helped turn around the Nets and helped them lure Kyrie and KD was gone. There were some pleasant surprises too. Take the Pacers. While Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren both figured to be helpful additions to Nate McMillan's upwardly mobile squad, Victor Oladipo was expected to miss the first half of the season, so people weren't expecting too much from Indy. By December, the Pacers didn't just have one potential all-star, they had two. But if Indiana continues this upward trend, do you see Malcolm Brogdon or DeBontis Sabonis sneaking into the NBA All-Star game? Spoiler alert, it was Sabonis, but they both had very solid cases. Sabonis put together a double-double season, averaging career highs in points per game and rebounds while dishing out five assists per game and showing instant chemistry with the Pacers' guards. He was a lock for no dunks, and the coaches agreed, giving Sabonis his first All-Star nod. But breaking news, his foot is a mess and he could miss all of bubble ball. Ugh. Brogdon, meanwhile, made the most of Oladipo's absence as he posted some monster numbers as the Pacers surprised early in the year before tapering off a bit due to some nagging injuries midseason. A torn quad ultimately ended Brogdon's season in early March, though he's since said he's rehabbed the injury back to 100%. Oddly enough, neither of those guys led the Pacers in scoring. Hmm? That was TJ Warren, who not only proved that he can be a big-time player on a quality team, but also that he's more than willing to go forehead to forehead. Shout out to my buddy Grish. He got into it with Miami's Jimmy Butler, and Butler was hot post game. He talking about, oh, we gonna fight this, that, this, that. He's not. He's not even in my league. Like nowhere near me. Um, and if if I was their coach, I would I would never put him on me ever again. He he's like no, put somebody else on me because I'm I'm a tad every time we play. This one had it all. You already know we love to see a vintage forehead fracas. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but there were also fingers being flashed, literal trash talk, sarcastic clapping, and Instagram follow-ups. This little scuffle came out of nowhere and had people asking if the Heat Pacers rematch was the most anticipated game on the NBA schedule. Unfortunately, we never got to see that game, as the league shut down about a week before the teams were supposed to face off against each other. There's a chance they play in the first round of the playoffs, though, so a little beef might still be on the menu. 
Oladipo did come back at the end of January. He played just 13 games after returning from injury, and while he wasn't at his all-NBA best, there were some big moments, like a clutch three against the Bulls in his debut, or hanging 27 on the Celtics the night before the season was suspended. Oladipo will be joining the Pacers in Orlando, but he won't be playing. Or will he? No one's really sure. <laughs> Great we just gotta wait and find out. The final 22 teams have made their way down to Orlando and are ready to get back on the court. We're gonna have some basketball, baby. While the ending to this year's season will be different than years past, there will be no shortage of excitement. And there's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings will have not one, but two $1 million top prizes through the first two days of the resumed season, so get in on all the action now. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy basketball is easy to play. Just pick eight players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. There's no better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this week's tournament. With millions of dollars up for grabs, oops, with millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Not doing it again. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In the United States, on average, it takes around 29 days to see a doctor. And guys, when it comes to sex, if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. It's the one area of late night intimacy where it's better to be fast. And have I got some good news for you. Our friends at Roman have built a platform that connects you with a licensed doctor in your state or from the comfort of your own home on your schedule. Just log in and complete a free online visit and you'll hear back from a US licensed physician within 24 hours. And guys, if you're on a promise, you know that time is of the essence. We all do. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. And there's more good news. For guys who don't like commitment, then this is perfect because you can cancel at any time. So if it doesn't work out or is not right for you, then you can ghost Roman guilt-free. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com NoDunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. I'm about to ask you guys a very personal question. Do you truly love your current couch, or is it just something to sit on? Now think that over. Do you love it? Would you send a sweet valentine to your couch? Because if not, now's the perfect time to replace that old crusty I don't give a damn about couch with a sofa you will love from Burrow. What is Burrow? Why is Burrow better? Let me tell you why. I literally have a hundred reasons to break it down why Burrow is the best place to get a couch from, but I'm going to give you three specific ones. One, Burrow offers unique features 
that you won't find in big box furniture store sofas or even other sofas you can get online. They have built-in USB chargers so your phone doesn't die while you lounge. USB chargers in the sofa. That is brilliant. You look at your phone, eh, 90% of the time, you're lying on the sofa watching TV. You look at your iPhone more than you look at your TV. I guarantee you. So having that built-in USB charger is nice. You can also customize your sofa to fit your decor and your needs. And, and Burroughs just went next level with the customizable options. You can pick the fabric color, the leg finish, the armrest style, the length. You can add things like a chaise lounge, an ottoman, both, it doesn't matter. There are like 23,000 ways to customize your perfect sofa. And the final one I'll give you for today that I love is Burrow is so practical and versatile. You can assemble your sofa or break it down in minutes and you don't need tools. These things like clasp together, it's so cool. And again, it's so easy that you can do it by yourself. Guys, go to burrow.com slash no dunks to get $75 off your purchase plus fast and free shipping. You always get fast and free shipping and zero interest financing. So go to the site for details. That's B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash no dunks for $75 off. And just thank me later. Take a photo of your beautiful burrow couch and send it to us at no dunks inc and we'll throw a like on it. I guarantee it. Well, let's talk about the Heat. The Heat are like if the Pacers were the Sixers. The what now? Trust me, Lee, it makes sense. Just like the Pacers, the Heat were better than expected. Jimmy Butler was in town. We knew that was going to help. We knew Bam Adebayo was good. Not necessarily that he'd make the All-Star team and put himself in the DPOY conversation. We definitely didn't know Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson would be key contributors. But after a 15-5 and start, we had to ask if the Heat were for real. Do you consider the Heat a legit East contender? Are they up there with the Bucks and the Sixers and probably the Raptors, maybe the Celtics? Like, do you have them in that group or are they still like a tier below? Soon thereafter, Butler won the beef with Warren. Then he won another against his old Philadelphia teammates as the Heat hit a high watermark of 34 and 15 with a dominating win in Miami. Which brings us to how the Heat are like the Sixers. Here's where it comes around, Lee. Miami played great at home this season, going 27-5, but they posted a subpar 14-19 record on the road, joining Philadelphia as the playoff teams with the most inexplicable home versus road discrepancies. Another similarity between the two teams? Reality TV-style off-court drama. Dion Waiters was suspended by the Heat for their season opener on Wednesday. They start on Wednesday night for what was described as conduct detrimental to the team. Dion Waiters ate a weed gummy and had a reaction on the plane. Dion Waiters. <laughs> oh boy, what? A large part of the reason Dion Waiters was suspended was because he posted a picture of himself on Instagram on a boat when he was supposed to be sick. Quite the season in Miami for Dion Waiters. Three games and three suspensions. Gotta be some kind of a record. He's a Laker now. It's the definition of failing upwards. Well done, Dion. But even without Waiters, the Heat are deep and they are good. Jimmy Butler hasn't found his three-pointer, but he's blended perfectly in Miami, involving others early, getting to the free throw line, and then taking over when they need him to. 
The Heat bet big on Bam and it's paying off. Seven players score in double digits. They're well coached and they won the Andre Iguodala sweepstakes at the trade deadline. Remember that? Unlike the Sixers and just like the Pacers, they've exceeded expectations. Nobody wants to go forehead to forehead with the Heat. Not even my buddy Grish. <laughs> Meanwhile, in No Dunks, January 7th, 2020. Trey lost December's pick'em, which means it's time for him to pay it off with a little game of ice chest. Oh yeah, we got the big cube. How you feeling today? Today feeling fine. Pretty sore all last night. Ooh, yeah, we were throwing big old cubes. Once the NBA decided to restart the season at Walt Disney World, the Magic and Wizards were guaranteed invites. The place is called the Magic Kingdom after all. It would have been an insult to not offer them a space. Let's talk about these last two magical bubble teams. Last season, the Magic made the playoffs for the first time since Dwight Howard left. This season, it was more of the same. Orlando brought Nikola Vucevic back on a big deal, and while he missed some time, he was still a double-double machine in the mix for an all-star selection. The defense was top 10 in the league despite injuries to lockdown specialist Jonathan Isaac, first spraining his ankle while walking in untied shoes. Always a high-risk thing if you ask me. (laughs) Then a bone bruise in his knee that kept him out of the last couple of months of the season. Aaron Gordon even went back in the dunk contest again, and it went to a dunk off again and he finished second again and I think he's retired now but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back because he deserves at least one slam dunk contest and there was other controversy again this time however we got a song about it Ride the heat, the windy city, did you see the damn coat? Saw you in the hallway, you say young and put on a show. Didn't know that's the cold, but you're about to get rolled. Even Adam Silver told me I deserve the gold. Didn't get the trophy, but I got something to hold. These n- forgive me, bro, I won't sell my soul. Big chillin', paint me as a villain. Now he jumped over the biggest dude in the building. That was new. So was Markel Fultz, who impressed everyone who saw him by simply being an average NBA point guard. He had some sick highlights early on, scored 12 a game, hit some threes here and there, and generally reclaimed his career. It was a win-win for all parties involved. And the Magic are looking at the playoffs. They've been under 500 all season, but that's still playoffs in the East, baby! The only team that can catch him is... <laughs> yeah, the only team that can catch him is the Wizards. If the Wizards pull this off, I will be shocked. I'm going for the Wizards to win the championship if they do. Did you say the Wizards? Technically. Technically, yes. They're five and a half games back in the Magic. They are 16 games under 500, but technically, technically the Wizards can catch Orlando. And they are in the most magical place on earth. With John Wall out for the year, Bradley Beal went off as Washington's unquestioned number one guy. Beal averaged 30 a game for the first time in his career and would have been an all-star if his team had won some more games. Unfortunately for the Wizards, Beal won't be playing in Orlando due to an, air quotes, shoulder injury. But the Wizards did score a lot of points this season by playing fast and shooting threes, with Davis Bertans emerging as an elite outside threat. Unfortunately for the Wizards, Bertans also won't be playing in Orlando, as he's trying not to get hurt before entering free agency. Garrison Matthews should be there, though, and he scored 22 and a half once this season. That was a good story. However, for as good as the Wizards were at scoring points, they were even better at giving them up. 
They lost a game when they scored 158 points. Throughout the season, two guys scored 50 on them. Another three scored 40. Washington ranked dead last in defense. Playing against the Wizards was defense optional for both teams. Like watching the best rec league on earth. Also of note was rookie Rui Hachimura, ninth pick in the 2019 draft. Hachimura had a solid season for the Wizards, except for a particularly painful stretch of missed time. Rui Hachimura got kicked in the balls so hard he had to have surgery and no one's talking about it. (laughs) The guy's missed seven games so far after getting kicked and the Hibberts by his own teammate, Izak Bonga. Rui missed 23 games, easily taking home worst sounding injury of the season. There were low expectations in Washington this year, and the Wizards lived up to them. Things will be different next season with Wall back in tow and Beal established as the man for the Wizards. At least they had some fun this year. Except for the getting kicked in the balls part. That part sucks. Is this part brought to you by Manscaped? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, in No Doubts, December 13th, 2019. How do you feel about when you get a, a french fry that's like like a foot and a half long you know like, blessed i feel blessed <laughs> like uh, a god yeah i don't like them because it makes me i just lo- always look at it and go how big was that potato yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's peeled round and round and round from one potato you're talking curly fries yeah and yeah those go on, on, on no i could it could be a straight fry it could mm. be like a semi curly fry that's know. peeled you have not had a no. foot and a half long french fry what a come bet. on a okay. foot and a half okay maybe not a foot and a half but what's that a foot that's a that's a big fry I'm saying, that's a no, huge I'm, fry i'm saying you can take a peeler from one side of the potato and peel around yeah, but and that's get a, a chunk. But that's a that's you're, you're talking about different fry. things. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're well, talking you about never the know. technique versus the actual size of the potato. I'm saying you can get you, a, you can get a piece bro, of potato you. that big I, I, I know, because of the I'm technique from fries. a small potato. I'm talking French fries. That could be the whole potato. <laughs> you think the potato might have been juiced? 100. percent Some other things also happened in the East. Out of nowhere, Devonte Graham had an awesome first month and a half for the Hornets. So we talked about him for the whole season. He was invited to a number of what about this guy conversations <laughs> around the All-Star game. Always a favorite here. After talking playoffs during the run-up to the season, it took all of a week for the Bulls to fall short of expectations. Jim Boylan went full galaxy brain, instituting punch clocks and mismanaging timeouts while hoping the 27th ranked Chicago offense would somehow set the all-time record for team assists per game. It didn't happen. Injuries mounted, the Bulls continued to blow leads and fall out of the playoff picture. Zach Levine began teasing a possible dunk contest appearance, but only if he was named to the All-Star game in Chicago. The invite never came, but he did go in the three-point contest, hoping to heat up like he did during an early season game against the Hornets. Long three! Oh my goodness! From Gastonia, Zach Levine has made 12 out of 16 triples. Hornets try and get it in. Ripped away, and Zach Levine, as he's done all night long, a three. His 13th, he finishes with 49. It wasn't meant to be, but Levine did take home second in a summer horse competition, which is a real thing that was really on TV and we all actually watched. 
<laughs> we did a couple of podcasts on it. We did several podcasts <laughs> talking about horse on TV. There were no Chicago All-Stars this season, though, but All-Star game, it was in Chicago, and the league used the Elam ending for the very first time, adding a Kobe Bryant-inspired 24 points to the leading team's total at the end of the third quarter, and it was great. It was nearly an hour of uninterrupted fourth-quarter play. There was actual competitive defense. You know Kyle Lowry was flopping out there trying to take charges, and Lee was loving it as the game hilariously came down to a free throw as if ordained on high. It was (laughs) memorable. As were Common's introductions. Yeah, from the land down under, he's always all about winning. From the Philadelphia 76ers, y'all give it up for Ben Simmons. Known for his fashion, but his triple-doubles are his best look. From the Houston Rockets, give it up for Russell Westbrook. A 10-time All-Star, he's a general with the ball. From the Oklahoma City Thunder, the great Chris Paul. My Knicks uh, peaked early. By mid-November, New York had just three wins, but two of them were over Kristaps Porzingis and the Dallas Mavericks, with both feeling like Super Bowl victories. Then the rest of the season happened. First, David Fisdale's on the hot seat. It got even hotter. Then Adam Silver had to say he wouldn't step in to fix the Knicks. Then there was a 10-game losing streak. Fisdale, of course, was fired. And then there was a brief feud with Richard Jefferson over whether or not they offered him a contract before he retired. And that still wasn't rock bottom. The New York Knicks. My man. Holy moly. What was the most embarrassing Knicks moment from Wednesday night? Your options are <laughs> losing by 21 at home to the Grizzlies or Alfred Payton shoving Jay Crowder out of frustration and getting tossed or the MSG crowd chanting sell the team to James Dolan or Marcus Morris's post-game comments. We've got him here. I don't think it's a build up, man. I think dude is just a lot of female tendencies on the court. This game is soft. He's soft. That's how he carried me, man. You know, it's just very woman-like. Or, yes, there's one more. Or the visiting team's shower having no hot water, (laughs) according to John Morant. There was still more to come. The Knicks soon instituted a one-Steve-in, one-Steve-out policy, firing Steve Mills and bringing in Steve Stout, who quickly went on ESPN to speculate about the Knicks' plans, only to be chided and have to walk back everything he said. Stout was soon joined in the front office by Leon Rose, giving just a glimmer of optimism to us Knicks fans. It lasted for exactly a night before they really reached rock bottom. Spike Lee done watching the Knicks at MSG this season. What, Spike Lee went to the wrong entrance for the first time in 30 years? Come on. Who and who gives a crap? That's all they have. Exactly. That's all the Knicks have is Spike Lee and 28 like, What's seasons. Up? The of most him. recognizable guy in the entire arena. Sure, come on in this way. How hard is that? This yeah. is maybe the easiest situation to not botch. The guy has yeah. been sitting in the same place for three decades. It doesn't. He could parachute into the arena and be like, "All right, Spike, we got your seat right here. Who cares?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, what, who cares? what entrance so, he chose? Yeah, why, why, why are we nitpicking? Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse for the Knicks, they lose Spike Lee. Yes, yes, but Madison Square Garden. Oh, a beautiful arena. A great place to watch a game. <laughs> Have you ever been there? Have I ever told you about the time I went to Madison Square Garden? No, tell How us How much again. time do you have? <laughs>
The drama began early for the Cleveland Cavaliers. New coach John Beeline brought his successful college style to the pros and was met almost instantly with disdain because no one wants to be told to polar bear a screen. Frustrations mounted. Tristan Thompson started arguing with his coach about effort, then got ejected for slapping Jay Crowder on the butt. Kevin Love was in trade rumors again, then got mad and whipped some passes at teammates before apologizing. Then, in a what-the-what scenario, during a film session, Beeline told his team they were playing like a bunch of thugs. After the meeting wrapped, reporters broke the story and Beeline apologized, explaining that he meant to say slugs. A classic thugs-slugs mix-up. Then suddenly, Beeline was gone as the coach as he resigned over the All-Star break, basically going on vacation and never coming back. To be fair... That does sound more fun than trying to figure out how to integrate Andre Drummond, who the Cavs got at the deadline. With Beeline gone, J.B. Bickerstaff stepped in to coach, like he always does. Yes, it was the Pistons who traded Andre Drummond to the Cavs. In return, they got a bag of beans. (laughs) But you can't blame them. The season was over early for the Pistons. After an all-NBA season in 2018-19, Blake Griffin missed the start of this season as he continued to recover from knee surgery. He was back in November, but the return was short-lived as Blake went under the knife again in December, playing just 18 games along the way. He did give us one classic moment before a game against the Mavs in Mexico City when he had to follow Spanish-speaking Luka Doncic addressing the crowd. Hola, Mexico. ¿Cómo estáis? Es un placer para nosotros estar aquí. Eh, Muchas gracias por recibimiento y espero que disfruten eh, del juego. Y una cosa más, viva México, güey. Wow. Hola, México. With Blake and Luke Kennard on the shelf for much of the season, the rebuild was on. Derrick Rose, he impressed. Everyone found out about Sekou Dumbuya and Christian Wood. Drummond piled up rebound highlights and trade rumors on a nightly basis. And then finally, the Cavs offered their delicious beans. The Hawks were bad, but uh, thanks to Trey Young, it was fun to watch. Young blossomed into a superstar in year two, finishing the season in the top five in both scoring and assists while being voted as an all-star starter. Ice Trey even made the nutmeg his signature highlight, though he did at one point catch a big forearm check after trying it on Trevor Ariza. It turns out that not everyone is with the funnies. But the Hawks' season was derailed when John Collins was suspended for 25 games early in the year. Missing their second best player and with two rookies in the starting lineup, it was an uphill battle for the Hawks. Two 10-game losing streaks before the calendar hit 2020 gave everyone a chance to offer their suggestions for improvement. The guy's sitting behind us <laughs> on Saturday at the Fortress. Uh, I don't know, about a couple of like uh, four maybe later 40s guys. Yep. Yeah, maybe early 50s. Coaching, yeah. coaching from 15 rows up. Slow it down. Take some air out of the ball. Get a good shot, Trey. Come on, Trey. If I was coaching those guys, they'd be on the bench. Shot like that in middle school, get you pulled. But then they were actually a little bit smart in the second half. Things were getting close. The Hawks were making a mad dash in the fourth quarter late, uh, the last minute. Press! Press! Diamond press! I was calling for a diamond diamond in one press. press made me die laughing. But here's the thing. The Hawks came out with a diamond press and got a steal. (laughs) I know. 
The Hawks grabbed Clint Capella at the deadline. They got Vince Carter, his last NBA basket, a three-pointer just seconds before the season was suspended. Trey Young, like I said, he started the All-Star game. And some boomers brought the Diamond Press to the NBA. Not bad for a 20-win season. And so that's it. Everything you need to know about the Eastern Conference this season. If we didn't mention it, it either didn't happen or it wasn't important. Or we forgot. It's been a long year. Stay tuned for everything you need to know about the Western Conference. Coming soon. H-A-P-P-Y, I'm so happy. It's such a lovely day. H-A-P-P-Y, I'm so happy. It's just a wonderful day. It's a marvelous, glorious, fantabulous, happy, happy.